give yourself this moment to enjoy where you are right now. There is a lot we cannot control in life, and I respect that. And there is plenty to focus on that is in my control that affects my progress and growth in life. This is the conversation I wish I'd had years ago when I was feeling stuck and feeling really defeated. Hello, besties. Welcome to the Bestie for Life podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Ann, and I'm so glad you're here. We have a Bestie shout-out submission, and this Bestie shout-out is coming from Kristen M., who lives in West Point, and her Bestie happens to also have her same name, which is Kristen. So here is what she has to say about her best friend. My Bestie happens to have the same name as me. We clicked on day one. We have the same taste in clothes. We like the same kind of food. We are both firmly in the no-drama camp. We have lots of fun memories together, celebrated each other's accomplishments, births of our children, have had lots of various business adventures together while being stay-at-home moms, and truly uplift each other. But we have also supported each other through the ups and downs of life, scary health challenges, kids in the hospital, deaths of loved ones, challenges raising our kids, etc. But I think that is what a bestie really is at the heart of it. A bestie is someone you know you can have fun with, but also has your back any day at any time. They are your person for the good stuff and the bad stuff. Shout out to my bestie, Kristen, who has been with me through it all. Thank you, Kristen. And I'm so glad that you have a bestie who sounds like you've really clicked and gotten to be there for each other. And I think you said it exactly that, which is that a bestie is someone who shows up for you and also, you know, you're going to have a great time with. So thank you so much for your bestie shout out submission. And remember that you can submit your own and the link is in the show notes as well as in my bio on Instagram. So Thank you, Kristen, and I'm so glad you've got a great bestie. New Year's resolutions always have this grandiose, grand gesture vibe. New year, new me, and when we don't experience this huge change and life makeover by the end of the year, we're left feeling disappointed and like we didn't really achieve anything, but that's probably not true. The thing about grand gestures, although nice for a fun surprise occasionally, they're lacking in their sustainability and they can honestly be overwhelming for a lot of people. I've learned that I would rather have consistency in small things. And when it comes to changing our life, I don't want it to be a one-time thing. I want consistent small effort over time. And what about the old you? That that phrase of new year, new me gives no acknowledgement of the past you surviving this year and the growth that you did actually make. I'm not saying don't make goals or have vision boards or anything for the new year. Quite the opposite, actually. What I am going to endorse, though, is being intentional and going deeper into the details of the changes that you want to do. 
get into the how and the why of these changes because they will mean more to you and take you farther in your growth when you understand how you are going to accomplish your goal and why you want. Today's Bestie Conversation is all about goals and making changes that last. And although I am recording this in January, please know that making goals and setting intentions for your future can happen at any time of the year. I know people who do it around their birthday, which I think is fun and makes it more personal. And personally, I haven't actually started my New Year's intentions yet because the holidays were chaotic, so I'm kind of coming down from that energy. And we're in a transition for me and my family uh, moving across the country again, and so I'm kind of waiting until I'm more settled so I can give more time and energy to myself and my intentions and goals for the new year. I am going to share with you, though, how I do this and what I will be doing later this month. How I start and how I'm going to encourage you to start is to begin with acknowledging the good. Celebrate all the wins, accomplishments, achievements, highlights, big or small, intentional, or they just kind of happened. Celebrating what has happened in the past year is actually where we need to start the new year and before we start talking about all of the changes that we want to make and ways that we're going to better ourselves. Whether this ends up being a conversation with friends, a partner, family, or on your own in your journal, or a therapist even, start by asking these questions to reflect on the past year. What went well for me this year? What past goals did I reach or grow in? What are my favorite moments from this past year? What helped me be successful this year? What am I proud of myself for? And who has been there for me or witnessed or supported me in these moments? Your answers may range from very specific things, tiny things, huge things, or just simply, I survived another year in this world, and that's okay. When I start with a positive reflection before jumping into what changes I want to make or what I want to work on, positive reflection lets me pause and soak up the good I've experienced and recognize how my hard work impacted me. It can easily get swept up in the culture of seeking the next thing, reaching for the next goal or achievement without acknowledging how far we've actually come. The version of myself a year ago was hoping I'd get as far as I have. That And that version of myself is still with me and they are freaking out about the things that I've done and what I'm doing and, and how much I've grown. They deserve a moment to enjoy it. So start by giving yourself the well-deserved credit and applause because different past versions of you have been dreaming of what you have now. Just like this version of you is now dreaming about the future you want. Give yourself this moment to enjoy where you are right now. Sometimes that looks like um, I have a special dinner and we just talk about all of the fun things or things that I'm proud of um, and different things that either I do this with friends or my partner and we just kind of celebrate the night and have fun. Other times it's been just me quietly journaling and thinking about all the fun things, maybe looking through pictures and, and different memories And then sometimes it's just having a quiet conversation with someone that I trust and they get to celebrate with me on the things that I'm really proud of and excited that happened in the past year. And if anyone is thinking I didn't make goals for this past year that are worth celebrating or, you know, that there's not much to reflect on or I barely survived this year, there is still good to reflect on. You did survive this year. 
all the good and the bad days. And I bet that you faced a lot of difficult situations. So I want you to give yourself credit for those moments because you made it through them. And remember, like I said in my perfection episode, the goal is growth, not being perfect. So just because you had really hard and bad days this year, even if it was a majority of the time, I know that that still meant that there's growth there because you are making it through each of those days. If you are absolutely lost and you don't know where to start when it comes to making changes and setting goals for the next year or next season of life, start with a Google search. Google wellness wheel and you will get lots of different colorful circles that all say roughly the same thing. Pick whichever one you like and I'll link to one in the show notes as well. A wellness wheel basically organizes your life into different categories. The wellness wheel that I typically refer to has about nine categories. Social and relationships, that's one. Two is emotional. Three, intellectual. Four, recreational. Five, financial. Six, physical. Seven, spiritual. Eight, environmental. And nine, occupational. I'll let you look into those and kind of what they all mean, but... This wheel has divided my life into the different categories, and by doing that, I can see more easily where changes need to be made. The style of organizing life into different categories can lessen that overwhelming feeling and help you evaluate your life better and more accurately. It can be easy to kind of generalize life and say, you know, it's all good, nothing to complain about when that isn't exactly accurate. And it's a bit dismissive of emotions and experiences that you are having. This type of attitude about life can easily hide the cracks where your unhappiness in certain areas could be draining you. On the other hand, having an attitude of everything is terrible, this is the worst, isn't usually accurate either, and it's dismissive of anything going well for you and creates an overwhelm and can cause us to kind of think, why bother trying? When we categorize life and separate it out into these different sections, it allows us to think less in that all-or-nothing frame of mind and moves us more toward middle ground. Some parts might be terrible, and other parts might be great. By using these categories on the wellness wheel, we can change our situations in more manageable and realistic ways. There is a lot we cannot control in life, and I respect that. And there is plenty to focus on that is in my control that affects my progress and growth in life. I've known some variation of the wellness wheel for most of my life. I would do check-ins with my mom, especially as a kid and a teenager, and she would talk us through the different areas, find out how I was feeling about each of them, and how things were going. It helped me be aware and mindful of the different areas of my life and how they impacted me overall. As an adult, I've taken it a few steps further and started to set growth goals in each of these areas. So when you're starting your goals, look at each specific area and think about what's working and what isn't. How do you feel about each section of the wheel as it relates to your life? And how do you want to change and grow in each area? A disclaimer before I continue. As always, take what you like from this episode and leave the rest for later or for never. I recognize that everyone is in different seasons of life. But I would love for you to listen, even if you aren't in the I'm ready to write goals and plan and make changes in my life season. What I have to share could still affect and help the season you are in now. 
or you might want it for later when you're ready. You know yourself best, and I just want to encourage you to live your life in the way that is best for you. Okay, so here are some specific strategies that I have used for myself to kind of set myself up for growth. Firstly, it's being specific with my goals. Most of us have heard of SMART goals, right? It's the acronym for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. Sorry if I just sent you back to your middle school and high school days. But it's actually an effective goal writing strategy, and I've definitely used it in my adult life. An example of being specific and having that kind of SMART goal is instead of saying, I want to read more this year, I'm going to actually have my goal be, I am going to read or listen to six new books this year. The more specific the goal is, the more I can have a concrete idea of how I'm going to accomplish this goal. It helps me think of the steps that it's going to take to get to that goal. Tip number two is writing down your goals and keeping them out for you to see. I'm definitely a person that's like, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. So I like to keep my yearly goals either on my fridge or my bathroom mirror or somewhere. I can see them pretty regularly and think about them. This keeps them on my mind and our thoughts are powerful. So if I'm thinking them, if I'm reading them, I'm going to continue to work on them. It's easier to keep them from fading into the background when I'm seeing them every day. The third tip is that our yearly goals are not a one and done type of thing. It's easy to work hard on writing goals, having a lot of momentum starting the new year and thinking about what we want from this new year and then never thinking about them again. But a major game changer for me has been to set up a monthly time to check in with myself about my goals and my progress. Creating a plan and having smaller steps each month helps me to complete the steps to meeting my goal. I chunk them into smaller steps and then check in regularly to see what's working and what adjustments I need to make to be more successful. This looks like me journaling, calendaring, and planning out my goals and my plans each month. And I usually have a conversation with my partner every month or so, and we each go through the whole wellness wheel and do a check-in about ourselves, our goals, and what we are seeing for ourselves and what adjustments we need to make. And we usually also talk about how we can both support each other in these adjustments and progress. It's one of my favorite moments of connection with him, actually. We usually are on a walk or a hike with minimal distractions from each other and the conversation, and it's full of mini celebrations, holding space for one another, and cheering each other on. If you don't have a partner that can do that with you, this conversation can still happen in therapy with a safe friend or a family member, or even by yourself. The act of talking it out is still really powerful and it will have a positive impact on you even though you're kind of having the conversation with yourself. So check in regularly and make adjustments to your goals and plans as needed to help you keep working on them. My last tip for you is to start small. Take each of your specific goals and think of small steps you can take that help you build up to them. The first month might be preparing and planning or maybe it's just about consistency and showing up for you. So it doesn't matter that my workout was a five minute walk or I did five yoga moves and then went about my day. What mattered was that I showed up, I did it. 
I used to make the mistake that when I was trying to meet my goals, that I would expect myself to make huge changes and growth right away. Like January 1st, it was 100% or nothing. And typically that didn't go very well. I think most of us have had that experience where you kind of just stop because you're feeling like you're making no progress or it's it's like way harder than you thought. And so changing that expectation and recognizing that it's not a hundred percent right away. Sometimes it's just that one percent each day or five percent each month kind of thing that gets you to your goal and and take the time of the year to make the small steps and show up for yourself consistently. That's really what helped me. And recognizing that there's a lot of factors that impact my life and can make achieving the goals easier and harder. And growth isn't a straight line going up, but it's a lot of ups and downs with a gradual incline. A game changer phrase that my friend told me once, and she was actually talking about fitness to me at the time, but I now apply it to literally everything, is do a little today so you'll show up again tomorrow. This idea has been life-changing for me because in moments when I'm really struggling to put in the effort, I don't want to do whatever it is that I'm doing. I think, okay, I don't really want to show up right now, but I do want to be consistent. So I'm going to just find the smallest way I can put in some effort so that at least tomorrow, if I feel like this again, I can go, oh, but I showed up a little bit yesterday. I can do a little bit today again. And it helps me keep going and, and keep that momentum. It's the small and consistent steps that get us to our goals. You hike a mountain by putting one foot in front of the other. That is a small action, and those mountains can be pretty big, but people do it. People get to the top of literal mountains just by putting one foot in front of the other over and over again. And the same can be said about our figurative mountains, the goals and visions that we have for ourselves, the steps that we are consistently taking, however small they may be, are what help us get to the top of the mountain or reach our goal and have the future and the life that we are wanting to have. Ultimately, this episode is the conversation I wish I'd had years ago when I was feeling stuck and feeling really defeated. I was writing down the same goals over and over again because I wasn't reaching them and feeling really stuck. Every section of the wellness wheel I have had issues in and areas to grow in, and I still continue to have different parts where I need to change in each of those. When I was in the thick of it, I was hoping for a way out and not seeing it for a long time. But over time, a long time sometimes, but eventually I saw change and I've seen growth in my life. I'm offering you the things that worked for me so that if you are someone who is in a hole, in a dark place, feeling stuck or lost, there's some things that you can try. Try them, change them to suit you in your life, make them better. They are yours now, so do what you will with them. Evaluate your own wellness wheel in your life. Write down specific goals and keep them out to sea. Create small steps within your goals to check in regularly, either on your own or with someone else. And finally, remember that the past you is so proud of you and grateful for the you that exists now and everything you have done.
and the future you is going to be grateful that you showed up for yourself, even when it was in really small ways and when you really didn't want to. Consistency is what is important. Our life is too long and too short for us to not be living it the way we want to. You have the time to do the things you need to do to make lasting change for your life, and you don't have enough time to do nothing about it. Dream big and remember that the first step is small on purpose. You don't climb a mountain in one step. It requires us to take many steps consistently to reach the top. Thank you, besties, and I wish you well in your intention setting and goal writing because it's something that has really made a difference in my life, and the more I've been intentional and purposeful with planning out my future, the more my dreams and hopes and wishes have happened, and that's not by accident. It is by being intentional, being consistent, and letting go of needing change to be really big but recognizing and celebrating my small wins and the small changes that I am currently making, have been making, and will make in the future. So good luck. I'm excited for you and I am cheering you on. You can always count on me to celebrate a win with you or a achievement or some kind of small or big growth that you are experiencing in your life with you right now. So my email, my DMs are always open and I would love to celebrate with that. Thank you, besties, for listening to this week's episode. Leave a review if you would like. Send some stars my way. It is much appreciated. If you are wanting more Bestie for Life podcast in your life, you can follow me on Instagram at Bestie for Life podcast. This is where I'm connecting with listeners and hearing from you. Later, besties.